My name is Patrick McGilvray, and I'm an experienced marathoner, ultra runner, sports nutritionist, master life coach, and weight loss coach for runners. I've dedicated my life to helping runners just like you properly fuel your body and your mind so you can get leaner, get stronger, run faster, and run longer than you ever thought possible. This is Running Lean. Hey there, and welcome to episode 101 of Running Lean. My name is Patrick McGillray, the weight loss coach for runners. And today, what to do when life throws you curveballs. Sometimes things just don't go your way. You might have to deal with a running-related injury, loss of a job, divorce, another COVID lockdown, or some other unexpected setback in your life. What you do in these situations and how you respond to them can have a profound impact on your life, for the good or for the bad. Now, recently, I've been thrown a big curveball. And I'm going to talk more about that in this episode. But instead of sitting around feeling sorry for myself, I've decided that I'm going to do everything that I can to get through this tough period feeling good about myself and being as positive and productive as possible. So this episode of the podcast is all about what to do when life throws you curveballs because you will always have a choice in how you respond to every single one of these events in your life, even when it feels like you don't. But first, if you like this podcast, you have to come check out the Running Lean community on Facebook. And all this month, all, all through uh, the holidays, between Thanksgiving and New Year's Day, we're doing the Running Through the Holidays Challenge. This is where we are challenging ourselves to run outside at least a mile every single day between Thanksgiving Day and New Year's Day. I think it's a total of 38 total days of running, so 38 days in a row. And the reason we're doing this is because this is a tough time of the year for a lot of people. It's a time where a lot of people feel like they uh, don't wanna go outside because it's cold and it's dark and the weather is always kind of eh, iffy. But doing this challenge forces us to get outside every day, which is super good for you. Um, it helps us to get through this challenging time of the year, um, feeling good about ourselves. We've, we get a sense of accomplishment. We get all the good endorphins and adrenaline going because we're out there exercising every day. And um, we are all having a lot of fun doing this. So if you're interested in joining the, the challenge, it's not too late. Just come and join us anytime you want. Just search for Running Lean Community on Facebook and join us. And then um, people always ask how they can work with me. And there's two ways you can do that. There's the uh, Running Lean Coaching Group and then there's one-on-one -on -one coaching. And the Running Lean Coaching Group, so the month of December, we're talking all about me building mental toughness. Last month, we focused on ending self-sabotage. And so the next step is once you've understand how to avoid and, and end self-sabotage for good, the next step is to build the mental toughness that's required to get you through hard times, to get you through the tough runs, to get you through challenging situations like the holidays, maybe. <laughs> so come and join us in the Running Lean Coaching Group for December. Learn how to train your mind to tough it out when the going gets tough, because it will always get tough, I promise you. And whether you want to lose weight or run a marathon or run an ultra marathon or just develop the habits to, to be able to make a plan and stick with it, all of this stuff, it all requires mental toughness. 
You know, there's gonna be times when you don't feel like working out, you don't feel like sticking to your diet, or you just wanna quit because it's hard. But when you have mental toughness, you'll get through all of it. If you're interested, just uh, go to runningleanpodcast.com forward slash join and you can join the group anytime. And then the one-on-one coaching, if you're ever looking for a little extra help and you want to basically guarantee your success, I can offer you the expert guidance, support, encouragement, experience, accountability that you need to make this work for you, no matter what it is, no matter what your goals, no matter what your lifestyle, um, the, the best way to reach your goals is to have a coach uh, guiding you and holding you accountable. Really, it's just the most powerful thing that you can do for yourself. It's the most powerful thing, powerful thing I've done for myself. I have several coaches that I work with and it has made all the difference in my life. So if you're interested in one-on-one coaching, just go to runningleanpodcast.com forward slash apply and we'll see if coaching is a good fit for you. Okay, so... I wanted to come on here and talk about this subject today because um, I've had a pretty big curveball thrown my way, and I'll talk more about that in a second. But listen, we all get curveballs thrown at us, okay? Life is never going to go as you plan it. Like, things just don't go as planned 100% of the time, right? But when they don't go as planned, what do you do? You know, sometimes we really have to step up our game in order to develop the right mindset to be able to deal with whatever tough things are going on in our lives, whatever curveballs are thrown all our way, you know? So just understand that, you know, I may be talking about something that's going on with me here today, but I want you to be thinking about the kinds of curveballs that you have faced recently or may be facing in the near future. And the nature of curveballs is that we don't know what they are. We don't know that these things are going to happen. And we don't know um, that we have to plan and and sort of like build the mental toughness in, in order to get through these kinds of times, right? So this is very much on my mind right now because I've had a big curveball thrown my way. I have developed uh, some tears in my rotator cuff. And so I'm having rotator cuff surgery in just a couple of days. So just for those of you who are interested in knowing the, the mechanics here, so I have a torn supraspinatus muscle and a torn subscapularis muscle, and I have a biceps tendonitis. So I have a biceps tendon that should be long and skinny like a spaghetti noodle, but instead it's all like frayed in the middle and it's all messed up. And it's supposed to be in this groove and it's not in the groove where it's supposed to be. And I, I have not been able to uh, lift weights for a while now. And this has been something that's been bugging me for a long, long time. So kind of the backstory here is that I did some sort of uh, trauma to my shoulder. And I'm pretty sure this happened a few years back, running on some trails, falling down, catching myself and jamming my shoulder. And I probably did some sort of damage at that point. Because um, since then, so for several years now, my shoulder has been, uh, has not been right. And it's been okay. Like I've been able to run. It's been okay. I've been able to lift weights to a certain degree. But about 14 months ago, 15 months ago, um, I started getting into heavier weights and started lifting more. And, you know, it was a gradual progression, but at some point during the, during weightlifting, I noticed things starting to like really hurt in my shoulder. 
And so I've just been pushing through the pain. You know, I've just been sort of like, that's oh, fine. I went and saw a physical therapist and, and they made an assessment and they thought that, you know, uh, it would probably just heal up on its own because shoulder tears can heal up on their own, you know, and it didn't heal up on its own. And, and I've just been pushing through the pain and I've been, you know, doing a lot of weightlifting and it's been okay. You know, there's things I can't do some overhead stuff and there's, there's stuff that's more painful than others, but I've been able to pretty much do what I want to do. I've run, you know, um, a couple of marathons this year and, um, it's, it's been okay. But in the past few months, it's gotten progressively worse. And so I started seeing another physical therapist and we started doing all kinds of other stuff. And then we just decided at some point that whatever we were doing was not helping. And, and my condition was actually getting worse. And so just to find out exactly what was going on, I um, had an MRI. And that MRI showed the torn rotator cuff muscles and the biceps tendon that's all jacked up. So, you know, the surgeon came in and he said, I got some bad news for you. You know, the only way you're going to get better, the only way we're going to fix this is surgery. And he's a guy that's like, he's not, he even told me, he's like, oh, I don't recommend surgery for most people, especially with tears like this. A lot of times we can fix, you know, they'll fix themselves. They'll, they'll get better on their own. What you have is not going to get better on its own. What you have is going to get continually worse and if you tear through this muscle, it's like hanging by a thread at this point. And if you tear completely through it, the repair is going to be much more difficult. And it may not ever be the same. Like you may never be able to use your muscles properly again. Like you, they could atrophy. So I was like, oh my gosh, this is like terrible. So I'm like, well, let's do it. Let's, let's have this surgery. So the surgery is scheduled for a couple of days from now. So... My first reaction to all of this was like, you know, uh, this is just something that I have to deal with. I, but I was in, <laughs> I was a little bit uh, pissed off about the whole thing, to be honest with you. Okay, and 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 I had some choices about how I wanted to react. So I could be defeated, pissed off. I could be in denial. I could feel really resentful and just beat myself up you know, blame myself for not doing something sooner and on and on and on, right? I could do that or I could do something else, right? I decided that I did not want to wallow in self-pity and be pissed off and defeated, that instead I wanted to use this experience as a way of learning about myself and, and being able to use this as a teaching experience too so that I could share my experience with you and put all these practical, uh, principles that I practice and that I teach you guys, I'm going to put all this stuff into place. I have all these awesome tools that I use in my coaching and all these principles that I teach and I, all the mental and emotional tools that I have to, to be able to deal with whatever. And so I'm bringing it all. I'm going to bring everything I've got to this experience. And I, cause I don't want to just like get through it. I don't want to just muddle through it. I want to come out of this experience. I want to come out the other side of this experience, mentally, emotionally, and physically stronger than before. And for me, this is like such an important thing for me to do for myself, not just to, you know, prove to myself that I can get through this and feel good and get stronger, but I don't want to sit around feeling sorry for myself and wallowing in misery. That is not how I want to spend the next 
few weeks or a few months or whatever it's going to take to recover from this thing. So I've decided I'm going to, you know, take this opportunity to, you know, do this in a way that's more badass. Okay. So for this first, um, situation that I'm in, so I've got the surgery in a couple of days, right? And I had some thoughts about this and, and there were some things that were kind of swirling around in my brain and I was having some, some concerns and some stress and some anxiety about all this. And I started to think about it. Okay. What are the thoughts that are causing all these feelings, right? Our thoughts always cause our feelings, right? So I decided to write down everything that I was thinking, just the good, the bad, the crazy, everything, some of this stuff. And I'm going to share this with you guys here. I'm going to share some of my thoughts with you guys here and, and then share like what I'm doing with these thoughts and how I'm changing them. But I, I started writing this stuff down and I didn't censor it. I just like wrote down everything I was thinking and feeling. And some of this is ridiculous, but whatever. Um, that's just the way our brains work. You know, sometimes we think ridiculous thoughts, you know, but for me, I wanted to get like, uh, getting control of how I was going into this whole thing, right? Even before I have my surgery, I wanted to, to make sure that I have the right mindset going into it, okay? So I did what's called a thought download. This is where we just write down everything that's in our brains, get it all on a piece of paper so that we can see it, and then we can look at these thoughts and maybe challenge some of them because you don't have to believe everything you think, right? I don't have to believe everything I think. Just because I'm thinking a thought does not mean that it's true. So I wrote down everything and then I challenged all these thoughts. And I want to share this with you guys because I think it'll be very helpful for you. And you can do this exact same thing for, for some situation that might be going on in your life. You might have your own um, curveball that's been thrown your way. You know, there's always something, right? There's always something going on that in our lives that is not going as planned. It may be, you know, work transitions. It may be relationship stuff. It may be stuff with our kids or with school or whatever. Um, and, and we get to choose how we want to approach these things. We don't have to just react to them the way that everybody else does. Because the way that everybody else reacts to these things typically is pretty crappy. And they just feel terrible and they get stressed out and, they're, and they, you know, throw up their arms and just say, like, everything sucks. And, like, I don't want to do that. That's not who I am. So I'm not going to do that. Instead, I'm going to do some work. And so when I say do some work, I mean, I'm going to sit down and, and really get in touch with what I'm thinking and feeling about this stuff, Okay. So the first thing I'm going to share with you guys is just a list of a bunch of thoughts that I've had about this, thoughts that are kind of uh, causing me some uh, emotional distress, okay? <laughs> so I'm going to give you my th kind of thought download here and just share some of the stuff with you, and then I'll, I'll talk about what we, what we do from there. So here's some of the thoughts that I wrote down about this uh, upcoming surgery and the, and the recovery and this whole situation. So... The first one was that this isn't going to work. Like the surgery is just not going to work. It's not going to, it's not going to heal me. I'm not going to get better. Uh, another thought is I'm going to lose my fitness. You know, I've worked really hard to get fit and I'm going to lose fitness. The next one is I won't be able to handle the pain. The pain's going to be too much. My business will suffer. I won't be able to do simple things like, you know, tie my shoes or put on a shirt or fold laundry, you know? Um, I'm going to get all soft and mushy 
physically <laughs> get all doughy. I don't want to be doughy again. I used to be doughy. I don't want to be doughy again. Um, I'll fall behind on my work. I'll be in a bad mood all the time since I won't be able to run and work out like I'm used to. It's going to take a really long time to recover. I'm going to get fat again. My whole routine and my whole schedule is going to be thrown off. I won't ever be as fit as I was before surgery. People are going to think I'm lazy. No one's going to want to help me. I'm going to be stuck inside my apartment. I won't get to go outside. I love being outside every day and I won't be able to go outside. Uh, I won't be able to, you know, complete the running through the holidays challenge, which is important to me. I love doing this every year and I won't be able to do that. I'm going to lose my mind just sitting around doing nothing all day. There's a lot of unknowns. Like how long is the recovery going to take? When can I start my physical therapy? When can I start running again? When can I start lifting weights again? Like, I don't know. I don't, nobody can tell me any of these things right now. So, and some of these things I may not know the answer to for a long time. So these are a lot of the thoughts that I'm having about this. And I don't know, you guys can probably relate to some of these things. Like some of this stuff is kind of crazy. Um, some of it is like legit, you know? So then I asked myself, like, how do I feel thinking these thoughts? When I just read all those thoughts to you, I started to feel worried and anxious and full of fear and really stressed out. That's how these thoughts make me feel. They make me feel very anxious and very stressed out. Is this how I want to go through all this? Do I want to be worried and fearful and stressed out? No, I don't. And, and here's the thing, though. We think that we are worried and anxious and full of fear and stressed out because of the situation. Because I have to have surgery and I'm going to be, you know, it's going to take me a while to recover, I'm automatically going to be worried and anxious and full of fear and stressed out. That is not true. The truth is, it's all those thoughts that I just rattled off to you. Those are the things that are making me feel that way. It's not the shoulder surgery that's making me feel that way. It is all this stuff that I just said. So I'm having all these thoughts that are making me feel stressed out. So what do we do when you feel stressed out? What, what would I do typically when I'm feeling this way? So our thoughts cause us to feel emotions. And the emotions I just went through were anxious, fear, fearful, worried, stressed out. When you, you know, when you feel a certain way, you take action. So your emotions drive your actions. So what actions would I be taking or not taking based on how I feel? Well, I might start eating my feelings. <laughs> you know, I might start overeating and trying to eat to feel better. I might just sit around all day, not doing anything, just feeling sorry for myself, wallowing in my own misery. Just even saying that out loud feels terrible. Uh, I might just be like worrying and, and being stressed out all day long. I just may just walk around being stressed and not do work and just like not feel productive and not want to do anything, um, not want to move, just to sit around and stagnate. Like this is, this is how I'm thinking I might uh, show up. These are some of the behaviors that I might partake in or, or avoid because of the way I'm feeling. So this is just one scenario. This is like, an option, like I can choose to think all these thoughts. I can choose to feel this way and I can choose to do these things. I can choose to feel anxious and stressed out and eat my feelings and be and be uh, uh, and not feel like doing anything and just sit around and stagnate. That's, that's just an option, like I could do that if I wanted to. But that's not what I'm gonna do, okay? So what I've done is for each of these thoughts, I've reframed each one of these thoughts. 
and this is, I think, the cool part of this process that you, you can do this too, right? So I'm going to give you each of these thoughts that I had and give you an alternative thought that I decided I want to think on purpose. And I wrote all these things down so that I would remember them and I could go, go through and read them again and again if I start to feel some of these things again or if I start to think some of these thoughts again. So the first one is that the surgery is not going to work. Well, there's no reason whatsoever for me to think that this is not going to work right? Where is this even coming from, right? It's very routine. There's a very high success rate. The surgeon is awesome. He already told me this is going to work. Like he, he's super confident. So it's going to work. Like there's no doubt about it. Okay. So that one psh, gone, right? I'm, I'm feeling very confident. This is all going to work. Okay. Next thought, I'm going to lose fitness. Yes, this is this is true. Like I might lose some fitness, but I'm not going to become a couch potato. I'm not going to like lose all my fitness. I'll get it back. And it's only going to be for a few weeks, a few months, whatever it is. You know, I'm not going to be starting from scratch. I'm already very fit right now. I feel amazing right now. So the, the chances of me like, you know, becoming just super out of shape, is just not going to happen. Okay. Um, next thought, uh, I won't be able to handle the pain. Like, okay, first of all, I have all sorts of tools. I have meds. I have this, uh, ice man, which is like a, uh, a device that circulates cold ice, cold water through a pad that you put around your shoulder. So it keeps your shoulder, um, nice and cold to help with the, um, pain and the, uh, inflammation and stuff like that post-surgery. I have supplements. I even have narcotics that they've prescribed to me if necessary. I'm going to try not to take those, but you know, the, that's an option if I need to. So I have all these tools at my, at my, uh, at, you know, that I can use if I need them. Um, and also I have a pretty high tolerance for pain. You know, I've, I'm able to handle quite a bit of pain without uh, using any kind of medications and things like that. So, and I've had many other surgeries that are way more invasive than what they're going to be doing. This is uh, arthroscopic surgery. So it's not going to be as invasive as if they had to just like slice me all open or whatever. So I've had these other surgeries that have been way more invasive and I've been fine. So I'll be able to handle the pain. Next thought, my business will suffer. You know what? My business will be fine. I'm only taking a couple of days off work. I can still work while I'm recovering. It's not like I'm going to be uh, an invalid here. I'm just going to have, you know, my arm in a sling and deal with the pain and things like that. But I'll be able to, to do most things, right? Um, next thought, I won't be able to do simple things like, you know, fold laundry, tie my shoes, things like that. This is true, like these things may be uh, tougher for me, but all kinds of people learn how to do these things, like get themselves dressed, tie their shoes, whatever, with one hand. And it's a skill that I can learn. And it may be difficult, it may be tough to put a shirt on um, or something like that, like that may be sort of painful to move my arm in that position or whatever, but I can make it work. And it's just something I can learn. Just have to learn how to do it, you know? Do a lot of things left-handed. Um, so it's my right shoulder that I'm getting, uh, repaired. So I'm going to, and I'm right-handed. So I'm going to have to deal with like the left-handed stuff. I've already been practicing a lot of stuff left-handed. Like I can drive with my left hand perfectly. So, um, next thought I'll fall behind on my work. You know what? Here's a way of reframing that. Like I'm going to have a lot of downtime so I can actually get caught up on my work since I won't be, you know, out running and working out as much as I was before. 
Uh, another thought, I'm gonna be in a bad mood since I can't run or work out. Well, listen, my mood is not determined by how often I run or work out. My mood is determined by my thoughts. So whether I work out or not, that is just a circumstance. And I get to choose what I make it mean. So I can make it mean that I'm gonna be in a bad mood or I can choose to make it mean that I'm, it doesn't affect me at all. And then I can still be in a good mood. Listen, our mood is not determined by, you know, when we, uh, you know, how, how far we run or how, how often we work out. It does help. Those things do make us feel happier at times. They kind of release some good hormones. We get the adrenaline going. We get the serotonin going. We get, you know, these happy hormones going. But at the same time, we can still feel good about ourselves without that, right? All right, another thought is that it's going to take a really long time to recover and here's the thing, I don't know how long it's gonna take. You know, they told me three to four months before I'm back to normal. So recovery time, just it is what it is. But I'm gonna do everything that I can to make this <laughs> go as fast as possible. I'm gonna hit all my PT appointments. I'm gonna go as soon as that they allow me to go, which is right away. They said, you know, they wanna get me moving uh, right away. I'm gonna do all the at-home exercises. I've got access to a gym so I can go and do everything that I need to there. I'm going to be the ideal patient, you know, and I'm going to do everything that I'm told to do. And I'm going to get better as fast as possible. I wanna blow their minds with how quickly I heal up and get better. Um, okay, next thought, I'll get fat again. Well, now this one is one of those silly thoughts. This is just ridiculous, right? Me getting fat again would require me to dramatically change my diet and that's just not gonna happen, okay? So I'm gonna continue to plan ahead and stick to my plan. I'm gonna continue to weigh myself every day so that I can react if the weight starts creeping up. Um, I'll probably need to cut back on how much I'm eating just because I'm not working out as much. So when we, when we work out and we run a lot and we're you know working out several times a week and things like that, you may need more calories because you are, uh, you're burning off some of these calories and your body naturally will require more energy. As we back off from some of these things and become a little more sedentary, we don't require as much energy coming in. So we have to be mindful of that. So I'm gonna be very mindful of that and just practice a little more restraint and, and just, you know, not eating as much. Really, you can use, you know, you can get good at this and use your your own intuition and your biological, the way you feel, like your, your body's uh, internal sort of hunger and satiety signals to determine how much you need to eat. And um, so I'm going to be practicing that. I won't get fat again. I'm not worried about that. Um, next thought, my whole routine and my schedule is going to be thrown off. Yeah, my typical schedule will be different. That's okay. But here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to create as much structure as possible so that even though my routine and my schedule are different, it's not necessarily a bad thing. I can change things up and, and create sort of a new routine and new structure. And changing things up every now and then is actually a good thing, right? It changes your perspective and gets you focused on different things. So I'm not too worried about that one. Let's see, next thought. I won't, be, I won't ever be as fit as I was pre-surgery. So I have this goal to become the fittest, strongest, most badass version of myself yet. And this, to me, this period of time is just a setback and it's not gonna deter me from achieving that goal. It's not going to um, make me give up, quit. This time is very brief. 
in the big picture. This is just a blip on the radar, right? I've already decided that 2022 is going to be the year when I improve my fitness like I never have before. You know, I might be doing a little bit less running. I might be doing a lot more weight training, but this is actually getting me feeling good. This is getting me feeling very excited. Uh, next thought, I'm going to be seen as lazy. Okay, this is just one of those fleeting thoughts. I wrote it down because it came up in my head. Nobody's going to think I'm lazy. I'm not lazy. <laughs> I've never been lazy. And if somebody thinks I'm being lazy, there is nothing I can do about the way that they think. That's just their thoughts, their opinions of me. And there's nothing I can do about that. So that one is just sort of ridiculous. Uh, next thought was no one's going to want to help me. And this thought has already been put to rest because I've already received an outpouring of support and offers of help from my friends and my family. People want to bring me food and get me groceries and just come and hang out with me and watch movies and stuff like that. So I've already got like all the help and support that I need and, and then some. So this is super fun. So I'm feeling good about that. Uh, next thought was that I'm going to be stuck inside my apartment. I won't get to go outside. I love being outside. I really do, especially this time of the year. And I've kind of thought about this and I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. I suspect I won't get outside for a few days maybe. Um, but as soon as I can, I'm going to make getting outside a priority. Like even if it's just to go sit outside and get a little bit of sunshine on my face or whatever. Um, if we have some sunshine, you know, in the Midwest here, um, so it might be a few days, but that's, that's about it, you know, and but as soon as I'm able to, I'm going to try to get outside, maybe go for a short walk or something like that and, and try to get outside every day. Uh, next thought, I won't be able to complete the running through the holidays challenge. And this is true, right? I probably won't be able to do every day of the challenge, but I'm doing what I can up until the day of my surgery. Um, I'll even run on the morning of the surgery and I, the surgery is until like noon or so on Thursday. So I'll be able to, um, uh, run in the morning, but then who knows, maybe towards the end of the month, towards the end of December, I can get back into running a mile at a time. I don't know. It depends on what they tell me I'm allowed to do. <laughs> I might be, I might be a little too optimistic about that, but either way is fine. Like my goal through this challenge then is to be here to help encourage you and support every one of you as you keep up with your running streak and you are participating in this challenge. And listen, I'm looking at this, this whole thing, this resurgery and this recovery as my challenge. This is my, you know, running through the holidays challenge. This is my equivalent of that. My challenge is to get myself through this period and slide into 2022 feeling amazing. Okay. Next thought, I'm going to lose my mind sitting around doing nothing all day. Well, first of all, I'm not going to be sitting around doing nothing all day. There are lots of things I'm going to be doing, lots of things I'm focused on. And just because I can't run, just because I can't lift weights doesn't mean I'm going to lose my mind, right? Um, and it doesn't mean I'm going to sit around all day. So I don't know. Th that was just one of those fleeting thoughts that sort of came through my, through my head. So I wrote it down. Uh, last thought about all this was that there's a lot of unknowns, right? How long is the recovery? When do I start PT? When can I start running again? When can I start lifting again? When will I be pain-free? All these things are, are unknown. These are a lot of unknowns, and this is true, right? But this is the nature of life itself. Nothing is really ever known for certain. And worrying about all of the unknowns does not make them known. It doesn't make you feel any better. All it does is it gets me super stressed out and anxious right here and now. So worrying about the future just destroys this moment right here. 
And listen, each thing that I just mentioned, each of these unknowns will eventually become known. And this will give me a chance to practice patience and practice acceptance and practice staying in the present moment right here and now. So these are all my reframes of all the thoughts that I had, okay? How do these thoughts make me feel? Well, this list of thoughts that I just went over with you, these make me feel motivated. They make me feel encouraged. I feel hopeful. I'm even excited. I'm excited about who I'm going to be when I get through this surgery and the recovery process and all that. I'm excited. And then what do I do when I feel this way? I get into action. I'm going to use this downtime to work on projects like I'm, I'm writing a book. I'm going to work on, I'm just giving me some time to work on my book. I'm going to move as much as I can. I'm going to devote more time to pouring into the Running Lean coaching group and devote more time to pouring into the Running Lean Facebook community. I'm going to get moving as soon as I can, and I'm going to use this time to better myself. Instead of suffering and feeling sorry for myself and wallowing in misery and stagnating, I'm going to focus on growing and becoming more. Even when life throws us curveballs, we can focus on growing and becoming more. I saw this quote today and it was just so perfect. It, it's this fear, uncertainty, and discomfort are your compasses toward growth. So I want you to think about that. Fear, uncertainty, and discomfort are your compasses towards growth. So for me, this is all about growth. The fear, the uncertainty, the discomfort that I'm about to face here is all about growth. It's going to point me in the direction of growth. So this work I did, this thought work that I did, where I listed all my thoughts and then reframed them, this is the first work that I'm doing to get into the right mindset about this whole surgery and recovery thing. So the surgery's a couple of days, and this podcast has actually come out. If you're listening to this on Friday, then I had my surgery yesterday. Um, so the hard part, hopefully for me, will be over by the time you're listening to this. Um, but my goal is to continue to share my experiences with you and to share my thoughts and feelings about this journey of recovery with you. Because I think there's a lot to learn here. There's a lot that we can all learn here. There's a lot of lessons in, in this stuff. Like when life throws us curveballs, um, there's things that we can learn and there's things that we can start to practice so that we can build the mental toughness that we need to get through them, right? And you may not be going through the same thing as me, but we all have curveballs. You know, it's up to you to decide how you wanna respond to them. Remember, you always have a choice in how you respond. You get to choose how you wanna think and feel about everything that happens in your life. And for me, I'm choosing to respond with positivity, with motivation, and with excitement, right? It's not easy. It's, it's tough. It's hard to, to look at these circumstances in our lives, some of these curveballs, and see the good that can come from them. It's hard to do that. It's, most people don't do this, but this is the work that we all have to do. All right, you guys, you got this. I got this. Love you all. Keep on running lean. We'll talk to you soon. If you're a runner and you've been struggling to lose weight or you keep losing and gaining the same 10 pounds over and over again, 
or you're finally ready to get to your natural weight and stay there for good this time, then I have something you will love. I've created a powerful new training just for you called Running Lean for Life. You'll learn exactly how to transform yourself into a lean, fat-burning running machine so you can run without bonking, lose weight without calorie counting, and develop the habits required to make it last for life. To get this free training right now, go to runningleanpodcast.com forward slash lean for life and start your transformation today. Today.